Hello, my name is Jebby and I'm studying at St. Joseph Martins, Fashion and Communication. Hi, I'm Margot. I study at Fashion, Communication, Promotion and CSM. Hi, I'm Felix. I also study Fashion Communication at CSM. I'm from Cameroon and the way we view street culture has always been, or like street style, it's always been according to you and like your group of people. So let's say like, you know, even back in Cameroon, there was still people who did skater kids and you will see the way they dress was definitely different to like kids who were just, you know, trying to show out what they've made or what they think it's, you know, because I think the style in the street is very, very key to the whole concept of street style because I think that I don't know there's more about how people want to let themselves be expressed when they're going out, be it during the day or during the night, because I think also night night time can be very much influential to street style. I think sometimes when people say street style, they think it's just like what you do during the day. I think even night time, you know, all those elements were very different to what I used to think was street style when I came here, because I used to think it was just the skater kids. I thought that was street style, with like denim trousers and graffiti tops you know I used to think that was street style but when now really thinking about it more I, I realised it's just more like like probably every single person has street style because you're not dressing for any specific occasion you're dressing for you you're dressing to to express yourself so you're not dressing to go to gala or you're not dressing to go to uh, whatever you do you're dressing for you so you leave the house the salon and look this is my vibe so I think to me now that's how I see street style a bunch of people which is didn't want to fit into what fashion, high fashion was and I think it was always that platform where people just went in to just feel like they could buy whatever they wanted because I remember coming from where I come from street style is very more you go to like a pound shop and buy like a t-shirt and like you grab you put like graffiti on it or whatever and then you wear all your jeans and then you go out and then you're chilling and no one can be like oh that's this brand or that's that brand it was more it was very expressive it was just more for those kids that felt so left out by fashion and fashion has forgotten about them because back in it, it was all about, you know, high end or you're not doing it right. So to me, what street style's always been was those kids that felt left out, especially really young or like especially our generation back then. But I think now what street style has become is more, it's now a massive capital gain for the fashion industry. And they've seen now that they, those people that they, they, they left out on, it's now a massive industry where they could fit into. So like so many brands, brands like, of why you know has made fortunes out of street style and like you know appropriating that culture and like doing what he does because you know the, the kids now feel like they can see themselves in so many brands and Louis Vuitton and you know even Dior even Burberry even you know so many of those high-end brands that you didn't think would ever look at street style or something have not become very old street style because the kids now that are wearing those things the skater kids or the you know they are the ones buying those clothes now I mean, I do recognise that with the street style there is certain elements of expression to it because it's, first of all, it's a kind of public demonstration of the look you gave, so it kind of forms the perception on it. But at the same time, I feel, depending on the time scale, it's always been restricted to particularly socially acceptable aesthetic norms. It's a really kind of social thing, first of all, which defines people on how they should be presented from the outside. But I think also dependent on the culture, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Dependent on the context you're referring to. Yeah, pretty different to different countries, I think. Because, for example, well, in Europe, there is kind of a concept exists of Nuslita. But, mm-hmm. for example, from post-communist countries, it's still something different. So the way they look at it is the actual... The street style, style kind of reflects, reflects to the like, uniform or how the people should 
be presented as a standard and that could be traced back to like Soviet regime for example like even in China and even if you look like on that particular groups like it would have to luxury brands and you look for example now on modern street child Chinese fashion which refers to luxury they have a particular aesthetic mm. and how they express themselves and it really like varies from subculture to culture but I think the idea is just still something you try to fit into mm. as a social norm depending on the country it's like of course all the visual stuff they're, they're different the visual perception of it but I think the idea stays the same I said geographical influences are such an important factor when looking at street style because mm. someone from Cameroon is going to look different. and wear different stuff someone from London someone from Russia someone Paris, from New York yeah. Paris and sort of you become a sort of reflection of your environment. Well, I think street style in Cameroon is looks like a is from well for the there's ways you can break it down. So there is those people who want to show print or pattern and they're over the top and they're very like into your face and they're like, oh, this is me, this is very what I want to do. And there's a lot of patterns, there's a lot of layers to them, even if it's like 25 degrees or like even for, or sometimes up to 40 again those kids are all about the body as well so they, they want to show off that they have good bodies you know so it's a lot of tank tops a lot of mesh a lot of stuff showing up whereas during the day because not parents are going to be out aunts are going to be out they don't want to obviously get called out for wearing those so during the day it's more covered up so it's like okay i'm good but during the night it's like rebellion like oh i'm gonna wear leather i'm gonna show my skin i'm gonna be a little bit more you know because i'm going out with my friends to see guys or girls you know so i want to show off so i think that was how, that's how street style is now. The, the daytime is more like, well, I'm going to be careful what I do so I don't offend people because in you know, Cameroon, it's very, it's very easy for you to offend someone with just how you look. It's not even, it's, you know, just how you look and get offensive. But I think during the night time, it's always very more like, okay, no one's seeing me, let me go crazy. It's really influenced by the mass market now because I think once the union collapsed, the people tried to sort of chase up on the idea of displaying the world so the conspicuous consumption is a really big thing and there is because obviously not many people can afford the luxury brands even though there's a symbols wise there's a great awareness of that so people can actually see the person and judge like on their appearance or what their income is so there as a consequence there are a lot of like this sort of fake markets which are yeah, which basically are fabricated in China, but people just go and buy that all of fake Louis Vuitton and Dior bags. Mm. And yeah, that's kind of the, I mean, for me, like as I, as I described, it's like this sort of the ugly Russian taste or something where people just put everything on. And it does look tacky because like when you're trying to put like five different brands in one look, um, well, it looks ironic. Yeah, but it's more like what the mass culture wears. And also there are, Again, I guess it's more, it's not conservative, it's conservative in the sense that people still, even though they're trying to show the kind of exclusivity, but even the exclusivity market is still kind of, has particular visual standards. So for example, there are standards for the representation of Russian female beauty and the male beauty. Yeah, but generally people, mm, I mean, in Europe it's called bad taste, but that's really the definition of the what they Russian street stylists. Of course, it varies from group to group. Like the modern Russian used to kind of look like European kind of people, but with a Russian twist in it. But if you go to older generation, you still see a lot of patterns which came from Soviet time, mm. like uh, Russian grandmas is a notable example. 
But it's like I think like in China it's really influenced by this sort of mass market and people still stand quite far from the idea that the streetwear can you be used as a tool for expression rather than displaying your income. Um, I think growing up in Britain, England, British subculture, England's quite well known for various subcultures, particularly latter 20th century. But going back to sort of the commercialization of street style, I think that's happened as a result of the internet and nothing being able to, being able to stay underground at all. The second something starts, everybody knows about it. And so I feel like, in a sense, street style has started to die out, I guess. I think there's a definite big vintage market which was also reflected in the past with new romantic, punk, sort of very mm. mishmash, pairing things together kind of cultures. But I don't know, like say if you look at a mod shop, like Sherry's in uh, Carnaby Street or Mod Father in Camden, those would be specific stores that people would go to for a certain look to get a certain cut of trouser to get a certain cloth to get these sort of things. So that would be more of a uniform, that there would be specific things. Whereas now, today, there's so many different places you can get clothes. You can get online, go in high street stores, markets, vintage shops. Mm. You might not go and buy a particular pair of Balenciaga jeans, but you might find a pair that look kind of similar and you might cut the cuffs at the hems off at the bottom and you might do these sort of I guess trying to achieve a certain look mm. without actually buying directly from the brand you sort of you see a bag that kind of resembles a bag that another fashion house is doing you're like oh well that's actually kind of cooler because it's more unique no one else is going to have this I think there definitely is that thing where it's sort of if there's a rarity to certain items instead of not being able to find certain things because you didn't have the internet it's you have the internet, but there's only a few things that you're able to purchase. Mm -hmm. So then if you have this particular garment, whether it's T-shirt, sweater, etc., it sort of, I hate to say the word, but it gives you more like clout. Mm. Yeah, it gives you more notability. You know, people want to be seen, people want to be noticed. So if I'm wearing this one-piece, one-of-a-kind collaboration between H&M and Moschino, um, you know, of course I'm going to be I'm going to get more likes because no one else has it on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's very, very blatant that in that way that people want to be noticed. And it's weird because street style before is just more about this is how I am. But I don't know about... Because when I came to Europe, I tend to realise that there's, there's so much focus on street style. I don't know why, but people pay so much attention on street style. I feel like it's generally a Western... Like the concept of street style yeah. is a Western concept. Like if you go somewhere to Cameroon or like into China... Um, okay, not to China, but like somewhere less westernized yeah. it will be like they don't really get an idea what the mm -hmm. style is in the sense that you perceive it here yeah because yeah like even even back in my place it's more about all the commercial stuff mm. and there are really really small percentage of people who actually have an idea of what the street style is and how the media can influence your fashion and stuff Absolutely. but i think suddenly there's need to be a certain level of awareness and yeah, I feel like even in Europe and UK particularly, yeah, maybe like more people are aware of the street style. Mm. But if you really want to get the concept, you either end up working because in fashion or in research and stuff like that. It's still quite narrow in that sense. I mean, I think that, yeah, it's definitely a bigger thing within Europe 
States. Cool. Yeah. And then now, I guess, parts of Asia, China, Japan, Korea. But I also think there's accessibility to things like magazines and music videos and celebrities' Instagram pages because growing up, I didn't have those things. I just had me and myself and my wardrobe and what I can do with it. So unless, like, we visited, like, a massive city and, you know, there's a lot going on there, maybe I can find, like, one... 15 edition back ago uh, magazine of work that, that was our hide pilot provide for me I'm realising things now that was happening that are now so big in western culture but what people used to do is let's say there was a Louis Vuitton bag that was very exciting and it managed to get down you know maybe like a rich family in your neighbourhood travelled to Paris and they bought it and it was like oh this is trending in Paris and you're like oh really people will now look at that and try to make it into their own so like trousers or this Louis Vuitton print and then everybody's like rocking Louis Vuitton trouser prints and it, you start thinking it's on Paris, but no, it's just literally just someone has probably scanned that bag and like used that print to create these things. And that's how we had a connection to Louis Vuitton. When I came here and, and I started seeing brands doing merch, those things where it's like prints on stuff. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Well, so you should do this. I had this pair of jacket that was Chanel. But of course Chanel didn't do that. It was like some really, it was like a really weird fabric jacket, but it just, it was, it was, which is in that way both like Chanel prints on it and that was so trendy one time in, 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 in Cameroon and like people used to have that jacket if you don't have the jacket you're not popping you're not like relevant I find I'd look more archival historical things that's where I get my inspiration from 1940s demob suits suit suits that's sort of utility workwear kind of stuff that that's where people like Ray Oji take inspiration from and producing clothes like that, which I also do like to wear, and com- combining those two together. I guess it's more a uniform to sort of the mods, punks, rockers, new romantics, soul boys, ska, all of that. It's a uniform. Skinheads. You, in skinheads, yeah. It's sort of instantly recognisable. This person is associated with this group, with this that music. Style, with, or was that just culture? Was it just it's subculture, but you know, was it like street? that? That is a street style. That's what I'm saying. But like, it was, it was. You know, skinheads were very. You know, there was there were skinheads. You know, they were doing it for a reason. There was a rebellion, and you know, it was for a purpose. You know, I feel like I don't know, but because when I think of street, I just think of everyone. I don't think of any. I don't think of any specific person. I think of every single person, and it's really hard for me to say it's a uniform. But I can see how it can be uniform in in Western culture. I still think you can have like a form of self-expression within this sort of, as mentioned, uniform, Mm -hmm. but it's sort of, there is a definite definite look, whether it's colour palette, whether it's fabrics. Jackets and stuff like that. Yeah, certain types of clothing. In my case, I look at more like fashion history, so the stuff which go before 20th century. Actually, I'm not that aware in the 20th century. So I'm, I'm definitely more now since I'm in the environment where I'm forced to be aware I think even when I was young and I was looking on fashion, I was looking on Elizabeth and Tudor fashion and I was studying it as well. And then I really tried to implement it in my street style. But I feel like we do a lot of research on the fashion history dress. and But because you can't directly um, translate it to the present street style, because obviously the visuals are really different and the cultures are really different, so you kind of try in your head to work out how you can reference that particular pattern of the garment and apply it in the in the modern in the context of modern fashion. And then when you start looking more like a archival images of the designers like Magella, for example, Yoshi, 
you just see that they actually did the same work. But generally speaking, I'm apart from that, I don't look really much on on the contemporary street style. I mean, at some point when I was just applying here, I was kind of I made it my dream to look on the run and walk runway and see what was going on. But more like for the sake of being aware. But I guess like every way you look at your subconsciously getting the the visuals and then it sort of starts to leak through your clothing preferences. When speaking about street style, it just came to my mind. It's very important to speak about class as well, because I think that was a very big part within, I mean, just getting to study European history and culture and how brands and stuff work in the UK, in Europe, not just UK. Street style was always seen like something for like people with the kind of afford high-end brands, and like people were, you know, it was always very, it was very class divided. And I think now brands running down to street style when there's so many of brands are that, you know, trying to emulate street style within their designs and within their brands, I think, but then could you say that... I'm these... doing that because of, you know, to, to get the attention of these young kids because they know that's what they're doing and that's what they're looking at. Like, for example, someone like Supreme, you know, Supreme will make just random jackets with just a lot of Supreme money or just a hat of Supreme money, you know, but it will sell out in two seconds. Even, you know, like, let's say, in brand like Comdegas, when they do collaborations with, with you know, Adidas or, or with even Supreme, you know, they sell out because, again, it's the idea of strict style. So the simple... Four item clothing, like the denim or the hoodie or the shirt, you know, those items to me were just like the street style uniforms. If we can say for speaking about uniform, just like the four items that every every street style person has in their wardrobe. So when you see these brands like Comte Gasson and X Supreme or, you know, this X that, you know, they are trying to fit into the audience. Which is what, you know, I know we're all speaking here in a very fashion perspective and we're thinking, you know, a bit more, you know, conceptual on that. But just, you know, there are so many people out there that are not from fashion and just, oh, Supreme, I love Supreme. Oh, oh I love Comme des Garçons. And they see that play collaboration and they run to it. And, you know, and I think that's, the brands are feeding into that a lot. So many of them, you know, even Virgil made a whole empire out of that, you know, starting and now he's at Louis Vuitton. You know, even Louis Vuitton now is not, you know, so many brands, even... They went into Givenchy and they telling us all they're trying to, you know, they're trying to get in the kids. They're trying to make Givenchy more related to the young audience. And when they do that, they're trying to make it more street. But could you then say that these big fashion houses are then making street style not accessible or no longer accessible? No, but I think that's the key of the street style if you refer back to class. Because mm-hmm. it's got, I feel like in my perspective, kind of softens the idea of class in the world and, and, and then like demonstration of the walls because even if you go like back to the 20th century like the early 20th century and even further like you could obviously say okay that's that's the noble woman that's the peasant that's mm. the, because the visuals were really distinct whereas now people who are not really generally uh, aware of fashion and the labels and so on like regardless what they wear it's, it's still the same kind of garments it's yep. like either what trousers skirts trousers it's, it's pretty simple mm-hmm. and it just depends on the texture like the label and the quality. All, all the quality, but not many people are really aware of that stuff, mm. so it kind of make, gives an idea that people are actually on the same level, yeah. which in fact could not. But if you want to go go and research deeper, yeah, then you have this sort of symbols which become more subtle. Mm-hmm. Like the brands are still a whole symbolic system, whereas in the past it was like, okay, you either have this long pleated jacket and um, all that really distinct type mm-hmm. of garments, mm-hmm. which took like years to produce, and that's 
like when you see that person, you get an immediate impression, okay, she's a noble aristocrat. And when you see like like a girl wearing just one kind of layered dress, for example, that's probably yeah. come, come from peasants. Yeah. So I feel now like street style is a way to actually soften the idea of mm. class or like inequality yeah. and so on. But I also think, you know, going back to the social media question, a lot of brands are benefiting from that with street startups because now they have very easy access to see what kids are into right now. You know, you know I, I just did a collaboration, I just did a consultant for, for brand collusion. And I remember when we were doing our research for that, they were looking at Instagram a lot and they were like printing out this massive amount of pictures. And you walk into the room, it would just be mood boards of what's relevant right now. And obviously that was like a fast fashion brand and it's for... Um, Asus, but it was interesting to see where their reference are putting on from. But I have a friend that was just doing a thing for Burberry, and he said, you know, they would have someone looking at the historic and like archive research, and they have someone looking at mod, uh, you know, the most he just tacky stuff you would never imagine a brand would be looking at, and they would find a way to, because those are two you living people, and they'll find a way to make the brand, they make both sides happy. So I think, you know. People like, you know, um, Telfar in New York, is he, you know, the way he's using social media to inform his brand is very, very important. And people like even, you know, PMOs and, you know, even brands like Moa Lola and all these people, they are using social media to create a community. Back Going back to the idea of skinheads and Pong, I think, you know, you, when you see a Moa Lola um, customer, you know, you, you, you know who they are. You can very, very much know who they are. And in a sense, they can always be part of that culture. It's like a little, it's a weird little subculture. Because you know, it's very, it's, I don't want to say it's but that, that makes it like you're buying into this culture, whereas yeah, before it was sort of it wasn't as material based. And well, no, having... more, more is not material based. It's more, it's the vibe. You know, they go to like African shops and eat and take shoots there while they're eating. You know, it's very more what they do that is the culture. I think someone like me, I love it so much because that's that's my life generally. And even back at home, that's what we did. So you know, she's tapping into that. I'm bringing it to the UK and, you know, the amount of Africans in the UK, you know, they are so happy when they see that because, you know, it's someone that, you know, is trying to not be very stereotypically African, but at the same time celebrating her culture with such beautiful fabrics and such beautiful designs and using beautiful people to show that. So I think, in a sense, that is a subculture because I'm not going in there because I probably can't afford the clothes, you know what I mean? I probably can't afford this leather jacket she's buying, but I can... I can mentally connect to the aesthetic of the brand and the people that wear the brand and the shoots that they do and the, you know where they go to parties the parties they throw because that those are my people you know but so i think even if, if you go back to the time of like the skinheads you know people saw it and they connected to it you know they didn't have to i mean i guess when you're saying sort of bring africa to Britain, you get the fusion of these two different cultures yeah that's exactly what skinhead was or it's people from Caribbean oh yeah exactly no literally yeah there aren't really that many subcultures today whereas that's a result of the internet mass communication nothing being able to sort of stay secretive and before it hits mainstream everyone's wearing it so I guess you've got people now looking back to previous subcultures and taking inspiration from that but they won't fully commit to that one look they might take something from one thing something from another and they sort of end up cherry picking from different looks different cultures and bringing it together with their own sort of contemporary twist. I hate that everyone's wearing drag. 
I hated, 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 hated. I remember every single time they ever told us to wear black for anything, I would not turn up in black and they want to read me for it. Hated with everything that is in me because just like, why are you all so boring? Why are you all so boring? Like, why? But then I've actually now, this year, I've been wearing a lot more black. I'm like, huh? Am I either trying to have the, have the, I'm infected? I'm like, what is this? Because now it's like, but I think I wear black more. Why? The reason why I wear black generally is because I don't want to wash so much that week. <laughs> So I just wear like my black stuff over and over again, like different because black doesn't really show a lot of dirt. And if I don't want to, because I if I don't want to wash so much, I just wear black. The whole you tell us the art student clothing. No, no, like actually. But if I want to do the most, I wear like if I wear white, I know it's gonna get dirty. I'm just gonna get washed. If I wear, you know, so it's like black to me. It's like my it's a safety because when you're out here doing all these arts and crafts and like painting and doing, you don't want to be. In, I mean, some students do come in full colour. I mean, I used to do last year. But the amount of washing I did, the amount of money I paid in the dry cleaners, I'm like, mm-mm, this year black. Because it's just, it's convenient. I'm trying to push myself to not wear black clothes, but sometimes I do. But for me, like, it's quite interesting they say, like, everyone wears black. But for me, it's more like I wear black because I see all the crazy first-year students wearing all the colourful stuff. And yeah, it, then they all can start together and really, in a sense, damages my eyes. So I kind of want to be... Once you see so much of the crazy comments, you just don't really have the energy to construct something of your own. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it depends on mentality as well, because it's not really the RCs which wear black. But it is a state of mind. It could yeah. very be a state of mind as well, actually, because, again, sometimes when I wear black, to me, just I'm just not in the mood to, like, use up an outfit today. I'm like, no, just get out of here. I'm just going to pull my black top and my black blazer, my black trousers, black shoes, and I'm out of the door. Super chill. I think there's a, there's a whole thing that sort of you can't think of what to piece an outfit together with. Just wear something black and it will all match. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> I think there's a truth to it, but also there's sort of something with black. You've got to be able to create a silhouette because the whole thing basically yeah, is a silhouette, and you've got to create a shape. And yeah. so I think that's a crucial part of it. And I guess looking at different textures, different fabrics, you can sort of. Yeah, have different it. types of black but it can screaming. be a starting point <laughs> even like when you study for example art and you start with colour but you start with black and white so you can get the idea of the shape and the uh, and the and the texture and how it all can become by each other because what I see a lot in the students who wear colourful stuff like maybe the colour combination is good but they have no sense of the silhouette and um, it just looks not really coherent in a sense where I think when you start from just black outfits Gradually, you may you manage to figure out okay, what's the shape will work for me? What doesn't? How should I combine with this one or with the other one? And then once you feel confident, you can move into more some colorful stuff because color is a really complicated thing in itself. So I think in order to match colors beautifully, you have to be really aware of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I think why many of the students who kind of wear black they kind of get that concept and yeah I think definitely black is a zone of comfort in a sense I the reason why I found black so boring to me was because people just I mean I know some people obviously put more intention to it but I used to just find it very not expressive because I come from a country that is very expressive colour is a major part in our wardrobe I mean I, did, I, I can't remember the last time I saw a black dress when I was like I cannot even remember my, I didn't think my mom had a black dress in her wardrobe like you know that quote a simple black dress I don't think she had one Colour is so important to the weather, to the atmosphere, to, you know, how much dust is going to get in your clothes, how much attention you're going to get into this party. You know, it's, like, very important to have, you know, so I grew up with a lot of colour. I remember the first time I came in and I went, I went to um, Oxford Circus. Everyone was in grey, black, that 
really weird caramel color or something like this. And it's very, it's very like, I don't want attention because usually when you dress, when you're covered in colors, like, oh, where'd you get this color from? Oh, where'd you get this coat from? Oh, where's the shoes from? Oh, where's this from? Oh, that's a nice color. You know, you get attention. Yeah, I find I do do that with people if they're wearing something black or... Really? Yeah. 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 What? You look at the cut, you look at the fabric. Yeah, you, you just look at the shape. See, you start looking at this, but I'm, I'm speaking for people who don't know about fashion yeah. and don't know about cuts and shapes, and they just want to, they just want to say, oh, because you know, yeah, it's true. In CSM, I do tend to say, oh, I like that. You know, I like this. Or I like that texture because I know about them. But if someone down the street that works in a pub or something, they don't need that. I mean, you know, they don't really care if it's textured. I just want to know. You know, it's just colour is just expression to me it's just how I feel I want to be in colour I want to be dripping in colour I want to just be in everything possible I mean obviously the ones that could make sense are not very coherent but I think colour to me is just like okay I mean I've walked in I'm happy when you have your style and you know what you like and what you don't like you can see something on someone else and you'll be like oh that's interesting I like that that's a beautiful colour that's a nice brand or I never knew you commented that sweater I never knew this or you know you obviously appreciate it but if you know your taste and if you know what you like as an individual person, you just you'll not be faced by it. So I don't really think Instagram or social media has ever affected me personally when it comes to style. But I can see why some people would be affected by it because having your style also is with a love you know in your body and you know in yourself. And I think some people don't just care to do that. So when they see someone like, you know, let's even go as I know this name always comes up whenever you speak about something on earth, the Kardashians. You know, when they wear something, that's it's very easy for a guy or a girl or something to be like, oh, I want, a, I want that, I want that body shape, I want that with body dress, I want that, you know, skins or whatever. You know, I think it's fine to be an influencer. I think it's fine for you to put yourself out there for people to use as reference points. Because if you really squint, we have been referencing people for a very long time.